don't assume that, um, that using meeting technology to do events is going to deliver on the number one issue that we have with events, which is engagement. The amount of tools available today to create experiences or content are just incredible. So dive into those and get started with it. Don't overthink it. Just get on with action and do stuff and make mistakes. Hi there, this is Andre welcoming you to a new episode of the Marketing Innovation Podcast Show. Our special guest today is Julius Solaris, who is the VP of Marketing Strategy and Events at Hopin, Europe's fastest growing startup of all time. And today we'll discuss how to best use shared online experiences and events technology to redefine human connection in B2B businesses. Without further ado, Julius, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you? How's the year started for you? I know you are in LA at the moment, so uh, how's the weather <laughs> there, Thank I guess? Thank you, Andre. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure um, to be with you and, um, you know, very exciting start of the year as you know we navigate through uh the uncertainty and uh you know whatever is prospect uh, is out there everybody's excited um in the marketing and events industry to kind of uh go back to in person everybody's looking at uh virtual as well as a long-term uh solution to the issue so we're we're navigating through both personally um you know uh, United States is uh, slightly different from the, the rest of the world. So I've been able, I've been fortunate enough to attend uh, several in-person events. One of those um, last week for uh, 3,000 people. So yeah, lots of insights. You know, we're, we're uh, definitely going back uh, to in-person. It's not as fast as we wanted it to be. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, there's there's a lot of innovation happening in virtual. So I'm stimulated by both uh parts i guess you know i come from the in-person um world i come uh, uh from analyzing in-person uh, business of events uh but i've always had like a passion in technology therefore i'm like drawn into this battle between versa virtual and in-person that is happening right now uh yeah so exciting times yes definitely and i feel you with uh you know um with coming from the live space and now going to digital and now coming back to live i however think some changes are here to stay when it comes to you know the innovation that has been happening and the way that customers or actually people in general as well as transposing the b2b space um have adapted to the covid pandemic and now going out of it how they see events as part of their marketing strategy so i'm really hyped for us to go through the ins and outs and having your insights from a technology point of view as well as adoption and what you guys are developing at the moment uh, let's see if we will go into ar and that side of things as well if you want to then that'd be really really interesting because um as you all also know this is a very hot subject nowadays uh, between our marketing audience so exciting um i think a very good starting point would be to introduce yourself a bit to the audience tell us a bit more about hopping uh, how you've come to be europe's fastest growing startup of all time because that's a huge statement and i know from our discussion just a couple of minutes before uh it's impressive as well so if you'd like to take over the stage and <laughs> for sure yeah. um so i've been in the events industry for the past 20 years 15 of those i've been in media i've been 
writing about events. Um, so I come from a content perspective um, and I've been doing a lot of analysis on the use of technology in events. So that's been my passion uh, since uh, 15 years ago. And I've been one of the first to look at the impact that technology could have in events, as well as the impact that social media could have in events. Uh, I've been sort of uh, defining the trends for the industry for many years uh, and uh, have hundreds of thousands of event planners downloading my resources. Uh, a website called EventMB that I sold in 2019 to Skift. And then um, beginning of um, 2020, I got uh, hit, as everybody else, by the pandemic. And I started uh, doing virtual events. We always done webinars before. We sort of elevated the experience to more virtual events. And in a space of a year with six events, we got almost like 60,000 event planners to attend those events, which is five, si five times the size of the biggest uh, event for the event industry. So quite a sizable audience for, the, for our industry. And uh, in February 2021, I made the move uh, to event technology. I started working with one company, then ended up at Hopin a few months later. I started at Hopin four months ago, uh, joining the revolution that this company is bringing along. I don't know if you know the story of Hopin, which is very inspirational. Founder Johnny Bufferhat, actually based in London at the time, uh, he was uh, uh, sort of confined in his uh, home for uh, autoimmune disease for two years. So he built this platform out of uh, the need to connect with people and to create better experiences for people that are unable to attend in person. So in a sense, he anticipated what the pandemic kind of uh, made us all go through uh, during lockdowns. And therefore, uh, a platform that was built with that kind of uh, experience in mind uh, immediately uh, got a lot of traction became a sensation and experienced an amazing growth from a handful of employees, um, three to, to six to almost a thousand in the space of a year and a half, uh, from uh, um, some seed funding to $1 billion funding and uh, incredible ARR um, that's been uh, published in different outlets where, uh, and you can check out there. So. It's, uh, it's um, you know, an incredible story, a trajectory of, uh, of virtual events that we've all experienced during the pandemic. Uh, but also it's, uh, it's a story of um, bringing that concept of coming together forward into um, the 2020s, in a sense. I think this is a, a movement that is going to define the next 10 years. And uh, the way our CEO defined that was by acquiring strategic companies that deliver on that mission of feeling closer to uh, the event, the opportunity, the content, by acquiring first uh, StreamYard, um, which obviously a lot of, uh, of us used to um, personally save my life last year when I was running events. And, uh, and then... Um, other companies in the in-person business as well. Topi, Attendify, Boomset, three companies that if you've been um, in events and use technology for your events, um, you will know because they are very strong in the in-person uh, business. Therefore, paving the way uh, in terms of what's coming next uh, for, uh, for the connection. Also, companies like Jam, there are more sort of meeting-oriented uh, type of technologies 
um, through coming together at every touch point possible to make sure that uh, you can meet uh, wherever, whenever, and however you want. There's no definition in terms of meetings these days. There shouldn't be. Um, there, we pursue radical inclusion of uh, uh, whoever wants to attend, but also giving the freedom to planners and marketers to plan their activations, their events, however they want. There's no a fixed agenda. You shouldn't be forced to plan a meeting in person at all costs or virtual at all costs or hybrid at all costs. Like you mm -hmm. should follow your audience where they are and also your situation, your country, the pandemic, all these issues, but also sustainability. Uh, you know, th these are topics that are on top of mind of current and future generations. And we feel that at Hopin, we're at the core of it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So um, tell us a bit about your journey through the past maybe two years. So ever since the pandemic started, because this has been a... Uh, you know, a uh, time of change for you personally and professionally as well. So maybe how did you uh, move through the activity that you had before and now taking the lead into, you know, in the marketing, on the marketing front with Hopping? What was something exciting that happened there and how, how were things pending out for you? Or what were the opportunities that you saw as we moved through the changing market, uh, the changes that were brought by the pandemic and obviously the B2B space that had to adapt as well. So um, I always tell this story in uh, uh, November 2019. Uh, that, that was the time uh, when I was uh, editor-in-chief at NTMB, and we would write the trends for next year every time. Um, so that's when we would actually publish them. And my top trend for 2020, so 2019 looking at 2020, was trying to anticipate a little bit with my crystal ball that I have here uh, that I use to look at trends all the time. Um, so we'll try to anticipate, and to me, the top trend of 2020 were virtual events, right? Um, for all the possibly completely different reasons uh, that what happened, I couldn't anticipate a pandemic, uh, but to me, that was where the industry was going towards because there was a need to include uh, people that couldn't attend. There is a correlation between attendance online and attendance in person. The more people attend online, the more they tend to turn up in person. Um, and also, um, there's, there's a sustainability crisis that we kind of forgot during the pandemic, came back recently, but this is not a trend. This is a, a problem a lot of people are dealing with, this is becoming a marketing problem to a lot of events as well with younger generations where they can't afford um, uh, to be uh, non-sustainable. Uh, and this is a big problem with some parts of the event industry, especially large trade shows that create a monumental amount of waste. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, you know, if you think about all the travel that it's involved, uh, it's, it's an incredible direct contribution um, to pollution and um, you know, all the crises that we're experiencing right now. So therefore, um, I was uh, kind of positioned February 2020, uh, February 2020 uh, I was looking at the situation, being Italian, I was looking at whatever was happening in Italy like two, three weeks in advance compared to the U.S. And I put out a tweet saying, uh, listen, we should seriously look at 
virtual events because I don't think we're going to be able to do in-person events going forward. And then March came, all the cancellations came, and uh, you know everybody started to jot, um, sort of uh, congregate into virtual uh, environments. And the learning curve has been incredible. Uh, you don't join the event industry because you like technology, right? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. it's counterintuitive. You join the event industry because you like to stay close to people. You like that offline feeling of co-creating experiences. Uh, but you know, through the years, I've seen the evolution of that. Some event planners have been strategic about what they do. This is a tiny margin compared to the industry. So the whole industry has been going through a crash course in understanding technology. Uh, to be honest, with the incredible resilience, I've seen businesses completely destroyed. I've seen uh, people that have worked in the industry for 20, 30 years to move away and like do real estate or something else, like which is very, very sad. And we mm -hmm. still have to get to terms with the impact of that uh, because it's still ongoing with the last waves. We've seen again and again the same issues. So therefore, a very, very tough time, but still an exciting time on the other end to see all this experimentation from an industry that as much as we all value in person, we all recognize, right, when we attend events that some events are better than others, right? Not all events are great, right? Oh, we've all attended conferences that are boring, like with sales pitches from, uh, you know, salespeople that have 10 uh, point font uh, presentation that nobody could read full of bullet, bullet points and you, you just want to die, right? So the level of experimentation has been incredible. Um, I like to think we've been at the forefront of some of it uh, by experimenting with new formats. Uh, and then you could see all this attention in event technology is not just hopping. The whole event technology spectrum has experienced unprecedented venture capital investment like never before. Like you have to think that the, one of the biggest deals I remember before the pandemic was double Dutch raising um, $30 million and then another 20 million. That was mind blowing to us. It was an absurd amount of money. So to think we're now in the regions of uh, 1 billion at Hopin is just uh, incredible. So it's the time of our lives for people that have been in technology for a while in the events industry. Okay, so um, then it was 2020, the change was happening. Uh, and then how did you meet Hopin? And how did you take the lead there on the marketing front? So I was at another company before in um, technology. Um, and, um, you know, one thing led to another. I, I had the pleasure to interview um, the CEO of Hopin, Johnny, uh, a few times in my previous endeavors as editor. In chief, so we developed the relationship, and uh, you know there was a there was a, a need uh, from companies like Hopin to be a thought leader um, in events. Um, it's a it's a company that comes from technology a lot. There's a lot of people that have worked in Facebook, Airbnb, and Google. Um, but there's also uh, a need within the company to grow people that have been in the industry for a while, uh, mm -hmm. and I was. Part of that plan to bring me on board is to give voice um, to some of our uh, wider marketing initiatives, being grounded in what the event planning uh, industry is about. So to bring that voice in 
uh, and uh, you know give more resonance to all the content initiatives we would do. Uh, and you know more companies, I feel this is a wider marketing trend, are navigating towards becoming media companies almost, right? So there's there's a um, there's a, a clear uh, direction in that sense, and therefore. I feel more and more companies are hiring sort of ex-editors, ex-content creators to become part of their marketing effort. And I feel that was the thinking behind. I know we should ask, we should ask the company about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm sure, uh, you know, your, um, uh, you know, your experience was kind of, I mean, as a, as an editor in chief and media person in that sense, as well as an influencer, if you want, uh, as well as your <laughs> roster of achievements in the back, uh, I'm sure that was counting a lot towards, uh, you joining and leading their team there. So if we were to think about the last couple of months or because November is not so much ago, like so much time ago, and it used to be a time when you were publishing this trends report in the past. How are you? I'm sure that you know the behavior was still there when the time came. So you were already looking at trends for 2022, um, assessing what was happening and what was there to stay. Uh, obviously, the new Omicron variant and stuff. Probably not many knew exactly how that's going to unfold. But what are you seeing um, changed forever in the B2B event space, or uh, what do you? And also, what do you see as happening uh, most likely in 2022 when we will be able again to meet maybe as much as we want <laughs> uh, at conferences and expos and uh, these types of events maybe towards the year? Totally. Uh, so the word forever, it's a tough word these days, to yeah. be honest, because like it's, it's, it's almost impossible, not even my crystal ball can give me that level of insight into the future because the future ah, damn it, I was counting on the crystal ball. <laughs> oh my God, it's changing so fast. Uh, and everybody's caught off guard in most cases. Like you can't anticipate, but nobody really knows. Uh, you know, you can see like how science even changes every day. And when mm -hmm. science changes every day, uh, oh my God, that's a clear signal that business is going to change even, even more, right? So, yep. Uh, because we try to shape uh, strategies and we try to gather feedback from a, a, a certain moment in time. So I was in October time. We were here in Las Vegas uh, at one of the largest trade shows for the event industry, 12,000 people. Everybody was like uh, celebrating the return of in-person and then a new variant hit. And, mm -hmm. you know, cancellations are happening again. Um, so therefore, it's tough to say uh, forever said that there are things that we can talk about there are practical actionable things that your audience specifically can think about whenever they're evaluating their marketing pro pro programs and thinking about their strategy to get closer to their uh, customers i feel mm -hmm. that there's a new category is born and we're just year two within that category and that's virtual events virtual mm -hmm. events have been around for 15 years they've never been like of the ones we've seen in the past two years. Uh, I like to say that we've seen more change in the past 20 months in terms of event technology platforms than in the past 20 years. The mm -hmm. level and speed at which event technology platforms have been delivering features and change has been incredible. So if you think that you know virtual event platforms because you had some experience in March 2020, you're 
from reality. So my number one tip and action for those listening is to go back and reevaluate platforms uh, because there's been enormous amount of change. There's been incredible feedback. It's almost like these platforms, platforms have been co-created with the feedback of planners and marketing professionals through the past two years. This level of innovation has been incredible. I, can, I think we ship uh, new features uh, on a daily basis on Hopin. So it's just like I can't even keep track of how many things we're shipping to respond. So there's a new category is born. And where does that sit? That's the major trend I feel for marketing professionals. So if you used events before as a strategy for your B2B marketing efforts, 75% of event professionals pre-pandemic or marketing professionals pre-pandemic said that events are the number one tactic for B2B marketing, the most effective tactic. So this is a study done by the North America, um, let me tell you exactly what's, what's called, North America Content Marketing Institute, pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. And constantly events rank in the top uh, performing tools in the toolbox of B2B marketing professionals. But let's say marketing professionals in general. The problem with events is being they are intangible. They're very tough to measure. Yes, you have, do have technology um, to uh, measure the in-person experience, but it's cumbersome, can be expensive, plus you have to travel people, there's uncertainty. One, one thing we all know when you work in events, finger, things are going to go wrong. So all, at all times, you can expect crisis. It's not an easy undertaking compared to running a campaign on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. But where are you left, right? You're left in person here at the top as one of the most direct, closer, intimate type of interaction with your audience where you co-create the message uh, with your customers. You can change it real time. Something is incredible, very difficult to do. And then you have probably the next step is social media where you create that persona about your brand. There mm -hmm. used to be nothing in between. Maybe you have an email list. Maybe you have a community if you're really forward thinking. But that was that, right? Now, enter a new category in the middle of the funnel, which is virtual events that are a much closer um, way to interact with your audience. That is not probably as, per as personable as in-person events, as direct as that, mm -hmm. but creates an environment of intimacy that removes the noise of social media and creates a much more direct touch point if done properly with your audience. And the advantages of that are incredible because if you think about the trend, the wider trend of community and brands becoming communities for audiences to come together, we believe that event-driven communities, so a community that has multiple instances of events, is probably the best way to kind of channel all that energy that gets created among your customers into content that you can create into more, uh, into closer brand interactions, into better in-person events uh, that require less marketing to be promoted and attended. So that's the new biggest thing. That, that, that we can talk about hybrid, we can talk about different interactions, but that I feel the, the birth of this new category is there, and we're just here too. Like we're just at the beginning of it. Then we can talk about the metaverse as an iteration of that. Uh, but you know, this is like the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. 
Got you. Okay, so now talking about this new category, uh, you guys have a ton of uh, customers that you work with from uh, loads of industries and obviously uh, catering different products at them or them using you in different ways. Um, for the people out here that maybe did some webinars or some basic online events with their uh, within their B2B sort of marketing strategy, Will you have some case studies that they can get inspiration from in terms of how they can use events technology to uh, adapt to how things are going this year and are going to go in the future and potentially step up their game when it comes to digital online events in this case or hybrid? Totally. Um, you know, we work with companies such as The Atlantic, TechCrunch, uh, Peloton, and uh, Target and all the biggest brands you can think of um, use Hopin uh, to extend uh, the level of their content marketing effort into a more personal uh, direction. So first mistake that I see all the time is using meeting technology to do events. So there's a difference there, basic difference. So uh, the, the tool that we're using right now to interact um, you know, there's multiple tools that we use every day in an office environment. I don't want to name names because there's nothing personal against all of these uh, great brands. Uh, but, you know, a four-way, five-way meeting tool, it's a great tool for team interaction, but it's not built to run an event. An event is a different game, especially if you're willing to reach scale. And if you run events with, say, our customer Peloton with, hundreds of thousands of attendees, um, you know, you cannot use meeting technology to do that. But even like at 500 attendees, even at 200 attendees, you can't achieve true interaction and engagement. So number one mistake is that don't assume that, um, that using meeting technology to do events is going to deliver on the number one issue that we have with events, which is engagement. You gotta get people to engage, you gotta get people to interact, you gotta get people to feel connected to what you're saying, to the content and agenda you're creating. Otherwise, it's just a YouTube video, right? Mm -hmm. What's the difference between YouTube and Hopin? It's interaction. It's people, the ability to get together, the ability to comment, upvote, ask real-time questions, but also visiting visit, uh, exhibitors' booth, creating activations around it. Being connected in networking, one of the features that I love the most about Hopping is the type of roulette networking that you have. You get randomly uh, assigned to meet someone that creates that kind of serendipity. So we've been seeing a lot of clients using it very strategically, even like matching two separate groups, say investors and uh, pitchers for uh, you know startups, for example. You know that's a, a great example of mixing and matching. But you know there's there's a lot of activations. There's a lot other great examples that we've seen on how people use our platform to create engaging experiences. So we've had people, for example, using StreamYard and going around in the back um, of uh, in-person um, um, sort of event, showing uh, the back end and like what was happening in the uh, in the uh, behind the scene almost of the event and getting people to participate virtually. We had people. Uh, uh, limiting, like, for example, inviting uh, the audience to say, like, if you have something to say, 
say it now and come on stage and talk to us, inviting them to a, a private StreamYard link and be on stage doing a breakout sort of follow-up session to discuss uh, together uh, the issues uh, presented. We had people doing um, activations. We had the National Student Pride, uh, for example, doing uh, LGBTQ plus trend activations such as, you know, drag aerobics, gender diverse cabaret, uh, you know, trans plus uh, makeup masterclasses. We had uh, people, for example, that disable all the different parts of the platform to just focus on the content and just create a simple content experience for those that, that want to uh, just engage with that. We had uh, people that survey the audience before the event and actually ask, what would you like to see? And then use that very survey into creating the virtual uh, the, the schedule for their virtual event. Uh, we had people that create, for example, premium tracks for uh, their event uh, with multiple tracks and make uh, attendees pay just for one track so they're able to monetize. We have people that immediately record all the sessions and post an on-demand video uh, library, Netflix type, where you can pay on-demand to access those, or you can access or repurpose those as assets for their social media and wider marketing initiatives. So That's there's great. a million mm -hmm. uh, type of case studies that you can think of. At the end of the day, it gets down to the experience that you have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, guys, so uh, for you that are working in B2B and are looking at revamping or replanning your strategy for events, uh, Hopin also has an events planning toolkit on their website, which you can download. So uh, you have the link in the description to get onto the website, but go there, check out because, you know, like this, if there's somebody that you can learn about event planning in today's age, uh, they are your guys. So um, Julius, um, I'm sure that you know if people want to reach out to you one to one, they can find you on LinkedIn probably as well as if you have any other platforms that you publish content that is relevant uh, and you'd uh, advise people to go to. Uh, sh shout out for sure. Uh, LinkedIn Julius Solaris um, at two Julius everywhere. Uh, T O J U L I U S on Twitter, which is my go-to platform um, other than LinkedIn and um, Instagram as well. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's where I hang out most of the time. I'm not young enough to do TikTok. <laughs> Super. So um, very insightful, very cool stuff. And I, I think we could discuss about this for hours and uh, still have a lot to go through. Um, but I would like us to, actually, it's just me wanting to pick your brain on this. Uh, but, you know, the metaverse stuff and the AR and everything is going so fast these days. And, you know, NFTs are everywhere. Um, I personally had a couple of interesting discussions with some guys that are developing this for, uh, like, NFT systems for the events industry. Uh, and this just popped up into my head now, but I'm sure that this is on your planning list for new releases and uh, <laughs> technology for the coming months. So I'm just curious, uh, as much as you can give away, um, how do you see this space evolving? Like, how do you see AR and VR being applied to B2B events? And maybe how soon do you see this happening? As well as, um, do you see blockchain and uh, NFTs playing a part in the way that events are being ticketed or, you know, um, totally. integrated? Um 
I can't speak on behalf of the company. I'm far detached from product development or acquisitions or anything on that. So I'm sorry I cannot give you the inside scoop on, on it. But like if you follow Johnny Bufferat, our CEO on Twitter, he tweets on the metaverse and he has a very, very strong op opinion on it. So I would definitely invite your audience to check him out and uh, keep an eye on his tweets because he, he likes to tweets very directly on these issues uh, and his experiences with it. Um, but I feel, you know, stuff like blockchain, is, this is not like a trend of now. I, I think I covered blockchain in the use of uh, blockchain for ticketing in 2017 for the first time. So there's been like four or five years in the making. There's companies that have been doing it for a while. It's inevitable. And uh, I feel it's a direction that a lot of companies will take for security re reasons for um, you know scalping and all those issues that are associated with large uh, ticketing. I think Ticketmasters and the likes have acquired blockchain uh, technology companies in the past. So therefore, mm -hmm. that, that's not even a trend anymore. I feel it's just an evolution of where the ticketing technology is going towards, um, mm -hmm. uh, in a sense. Um, the metaverse, <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting topic. I feel, I, I agree um, with the founder of Meetup, uh, when he said on Twitter that um, meetup.com, uh, mm -hmm. or he said on Twitter that uh, Twitter is the 2D version of the metaverse. And, uh, you know, I agree with that. I feel that social media is already the metaverse in action. That's why the biggest social media companies investing in it. Is they see sort of the 3D version of the metaverse, the interactive part of the metaverse as the next iteration of social media platforms. Um, but I think in between those, We've experienced the first wave of what the metaverse will look like with the virtual events uh, revolution that happened in the past um, two years or so, uh, because we were drawn into an online envir environment where we needed to interact with each other, uh, and we were forced to do that. That's the biggest experience the world has had so far into the metaverse. So if you like that experience, that's what it's up for you in the next few years. If you didn't like it, then you got to build something to change it, uh, I believe. So, you know, it's pretty much in the making. For now, it's just a buzzword. I like to um, um, reiterate what, um, let me uh, get you, the Scott Galloway um, says um, uh, that he actually thinks that Apple, Apple is the company that will develop the metaverse, uh, not necessarily Facebook. And it's very interesting follow that because he's uh, looking into patents and he says that Apple has a patent for cameras on AirPods, which could uh, really change the way we interact with our environment. So um, yeah, keep an eye on that. It's very exciting for the time being. For me, it's just keeping an eye on things, understanding the dynamics. Um, there's a lot of buzz. There's a lot of uh, crypto bros making taking advantage of other people. Right now, and also in the NFT words, there's people just there for the money. Uh, I think there's, there's concepts such as DAOs that are extremely interesting for the future of communities. So I'm keeping an eye on all of these. Uh, but until the market says we like this, you know, it's just, uh, it's just buzzword. Yeah, cool, agree. Um, awesome. So as we are getting to the final of our episode and i know you are a busy man so 
your day is starting now and is full from <laughs> from now until the end. So, what would be a closing note that you like to um, to say now in the end of the episode, or where would you advise our guys here that are marketing leaders are planning for 2022? Where sh how should they look at events? Uh, how could they find use in events technology? And if they don't have a lot of experience um, before, where do you, totally. where would you guide them? So experiment, experiment with virtual, get on with it. You know, we have a free version of Open up to 200 people just get, get on it and use it. StreamYard is free to use up to, to a certain uh, point. So you can experiment with this stuff with no cost involved, just your time and thinking and creativity to be strategic about what you do. That's what it takes. Like we're enabling experienced creators, as we call them, to do whatever they want. Like you never had these mini tools available for free ever. So it's the amount of tools available today to create experiences or content are just incredible. So dive into those and get started with it. Don't overthink it. Just get on with action and do stuff and make mistakes. Now is the time to make mistakes. In like two years time, you won't have that luxury to make mistakes. People will have very high expectations. They would expect you to have figured it out by then, right? They would have their preferences. They won't be able to discount your inexperience. They're already getting nervous with some of it. I'm seeing people that are like, year three, I cannot tolerate someone to be muted on a call. Come on, sort it out. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be alert, you know? So our behaviors are evolving. So experiment, make mistakes, get on with it, build the tension with virtual. But remember, the only way to release the tension that you build with virtual is in person. So don't forget that meeting in person is never going to go away. The stadia that they're building here in Las Vegas, the biggest venues that they're building are for gamers, for, for esports. This community meets online all the time. They're building huge venues for them to meet in person, meaning that the more you meet online, the more you want to meet in person. So that correlation, it's incredibly powerful if you know how to use it. Love it. Awesome. Julius, this was a great pleasure. I'm super happy that uh, you were able and uh, you know happy to join us today. I think it was very valuable. And this is also the first time ever in our podcast when we touch on events and events technology. So uh, it's a first, it's a premiere. And I'm happy to have had that with somebody like you. Great pleasure. Thank you for the time. Guys, feel free to go and check out Julius's platforms. You'll have the links in the description of the episode. Uh, make sure to check um hop in as well and download their free events planning toolkit and until next time julius thank you for being on the show again wishing you all the very best rocket this year and i'm looking forward to following your journey as well thank you so much for having me let's crush it yes thank you speak soon